Good morning everybody at Ebby. For those of you who are watching at home, it's really lovely to be with you this morning. Thank you for tuning in. My name's Rachel, for those of you who don't know me, and I am part of the Ebby Church family here. Um, so over the past few weeks, we have been looking at the Psalms, which is an incredible book of the Bible. I know you shouldn't have favourites in the Bible, but I'm going to be honest. Psalms is one of my favourite books of the Bible. They're such uplifting um, scriptures and encouragements. Um, also, I love about them is that for those of you who know me know that I'm quite an up and down person. Things are really amazing and I'm on cloud nine or I'm totally down in the dumps. And I love that you see that with King David with what he writes in the Psalms and literally it can change within a sentence. So it brings real comfort to know that I'm not the only one like that. So today we're going to be having a look at Psalm 46. Um, it is, I think, a totally relevant one at the moment, especially with all that's been going on in the world in the past 18 months um, plus and with what's currently going on over in Afghanistan at the moment. So if you can turn your Bibles to Psalm 46 or if you don't have a paper copy, flick it on your phone or your iPad. I'm still a paper and highlighter kind of gal. So we're looking at Psalm 46. I'll be flicking to some other scriptures later on but we're going to focus on this psalm for today. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the myth of her she shall not be moved god will help her when morning dawns and the nations rage the kingdoms totter he utters his voice the earth melts the lord of hosts is with us the god of jacob is our fortress come behold the works of the lord how he has brought desolation on the earth he makes wars cease to the end of the earth he breaks the bow and shatters the spear he burns the chariots with fire be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Before I delve into what I want to say this morning, let's just take a moment to just thank the Lord and pray over these verses. Father, I want to thank you for your word. I want to thank you that we can have it in the palm of our hands. I thank you for these encouraging scriptures this morning. Lord, I just pray that you would open our hearts and our minds to you and to what you say to us this morning. Yeah, may your words speak life into us and encouragement into us today. In your name I pray. Amen. Wow, what a chapter in psalms i love this psalm absolutely it's just a cracking one it's one of my go-to's when times are tricky now the problem i find with psalm 46 and in fact the problem i find with all the scriptures of the bible is that there is so much you could say so i've had to really narrow it down to make sure that i don't over talk so many apologies on that front um but take time i'd really encourage you to take time to read the psalms to go through them properly um, about a year ago, I started doing a psalm a day in the morning and 
it changed my day, waking up and having an encouraging scripture. And there was just one or two bits that stood out to me for the whole day and throughout the day, I'd quote that scripture and remind myself what the word of God says. So I'd really encourage you to do that. I'm going to give you a bit of an overview of what stands out to me here um, as we delve in. So let's start at verse one at the very beginning. Um, I'm just going to read those words again. And as I read them, I want you to write down any key phrases, words that really stand out to you. What's something in these? You might want to note them down on your phone or if you've got a piece of paper, note them down on there. But what are the key words to you as I read this? And what you pick out and what I pick out could be very different. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. Wow. I mean, that's just verse one to three, and it gets better than that. So, the first bit that stood out to me, and I don't know, you may have picked out the same word, is this word refuge, that God is our refuge and our strength. Now, I really like to know the origin of words, where they come from, their meaning. So I decided to look up refuge and what does it actually mean? Where does it come from? So refuge means a state of being safe or sheltered from pursuit, danger or difficulty. And the word refuge comes from the Latin word. Now, I don't speak Latin. I'm about to start teaching it in September, but, you know, don't speak it yet. That's fine. Comes from the Latin word refugium. Now, I may have pronounced that wrong, and many apologies if I have, but we've got the prefix re, which means to go back to, and we've got the fugiri, which means to flee. So when we're looking at that God is our refuge, we are literally talking about we are running back to God. We're t going away from the danger and running to him. And God is our safe place. Now, I quite like this idea. I quite like the idea that it's a state of being safe. I like the idea that you're running back to God. Brilliant. I have one small, tiny issue. Where do I run to? You know, when people used to say to me, you know, God is your safe place. I'd be like, yeah, that's great. Thank you so much. And in my head, I'm like, but where? Where is that safe place? You know, do I go to the back of the church or is he like waiting at home in the lounge for me? Or like, is he by the river? I don't know. I that genuinely, there was a time in my life I thought he was just in Israel. And unless I went to Israel, I wouldn't find him. But it's not about going to a set place. It's about God living on the inside of us, about him living and being breathing in our lives and active. And that when we call upon his name, He's there. He's right with you in that moment. Now, I just want you to take a moment to think about where is your safe space? Where do you go in that time of trouble? In that difficult state, where do you go? So just have a minute. Where's your safe space? So my faith, safe space is where we I go to is to my bedroom, to be quite honest. Um, I don't know about you, but I've spoken to a lot of people where we think the monstrance won't get us if we're in bed. Don't know where that comes from, but it's my safe space. I also have developed um, a love for reading. And so often I will find myself in a time of trouble. Um, I like to probably escape reality 
and start reading my book. Um, I'm a primary school teacher, for those of you who don't know me, and I was talking to my class, trying to infuse a love of reading for them, and they said, but Miss Patterson, I don't understand. Why do you like reading so much? And I said, because after a tough day, after a day of running around after you, putting out fires here, there and everywhere, I just love going home and escaping. And for an hour, two, however long I sit and read, I don't have to deal with life. I'm escaped into a different world. And it's like a safe place, you know? In, in that world, everyone lives happily ever after. Well, the books I read, anyway. There is other things that we do sometimes for that safe space. Sometimes um, Netflix or Amazon Prime, or there are many other streaming services which you can use. I am not sponsored by Netflix. However, those kind of places that we go to look at, to watch things, to kind of have that escape, Sometimes I use that as my safe space. I don't want to deal with what's going on right now. I don't want to face that. I'm going to run away. And that's fine. And sometimes we need that. But actually, this is saying that God is that safe space. When we call upon the name of Jesus and say, Lord, help me in this very moment. He is right there. And it brings me on to the next bit. It says he's a present help in trouble. And when we talk about the present, we're talking about the here and now. And that God is with us at that time, in this moment, in this situation. You know, if we think about the last 18 months plus, um, we have gone through, as a world, a completely manic, crazy kind of situation, which, you know, most of us have never seen something like this before. And God is with us, and he is right there alongside of us in the midst of it all. You know, we've all had different experiences. We're all in different places right now with it all. But God is with us in it. You know, this is what I love about it. He is present. It's not like he kind of is gonna watch us go through these next few months or however long or whatever situation you're in and go, I'll see you on the other side, good luck. It's not like he's kind of turned up 10 minutes later after the incidents happened and go, you all right, you need my help? No, cracking, got through it, well done, brilliant. He is walking right alongside you. You know, it says in Isaiah that he holds our hand. And I love that. I love knowing that he has got my hand. You know, you think about a parent holding their child's hand, walking them to school or walking them near danger. You know, you've got, your hand is in the hand of God and he is your safe space. You know, if you've got Jesus as your Lord and Savior for your life, if you've given your heart to him, as soon as you call upon his name, he's right there beside you. And if you haven't, and you want that, all it takes is for you to go, God, I need you, and he will be right there with you. There are so many times in characters in the Bible that we read about where God is with them in times of trouble. I think about Joseph, um, who was flung into a pit by his brothers, and then he was taken off to prison. I mean, the poor guy went through it. But God was with him through it all. He had a plan and a purpose, and he brought Joseph to then be pretty high up in the Egyptian world. So it turned out all right for him. Think about Moses. You know, he had to go to Pharaoh and say, actually, I kind of want all my people back. Um, And Moses also had a stutter. So he couldn't really speak, and he's going to someone asking for something. And yeah, imagine going to the queen and going, "Uh, uh, 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 poor Moses. But again, God was with him in it. Think about the disciples on the boat, and I love that, when the disciples are in a storm on the boat, when Jesus is literally asleep in the middle of a storm, and they're flapping around, which is probably what I would be doing. But all of that's going on, and Jesus is so at peace, because he knows God's got him. 
And the disciples like, Jesus, will you wake up? And he's like, oh my gosh. And he just calms the sea. You know, in that time of trouble, when things are going wrong, when we think, oh my goodness, God is present. He is there. He has got you. Which brings me on to my next scripture. If we turn to Hebrews, verse, uh, chapter, sorry, chapter 13, verses 5 to 6. This is another one of my favourite verses. I, I'm starting to sound a bit like Bruce Forsyth, you know. Oh, you're my favourite. I do have lots of favourites, that's okay. So Hebrews 13, 5 to 6. I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? And something I love about the Bible, and the more you read the Bible, the more you see it, is how different um, scriptures link together. You're like, oh, but it said that over there, and it said that over there, and time and time again, you know, we say here that God is our helper, he helps us, he's with us, he doesn't leave us, and in it all, he is with us. And actually, interestingly, um, when I read this psalm back last year, I was going through a tricky time with a parent in my class, um, her son was in my class, I was having problems with her. Um, most days, if not every day, I was getting at least one email, sometimes two emails um, from her complaining about something I had done, an issue in the classroom um, that we weren't doing enough. I was having her threatening to take her son away. Um, I took it very personally. I am a massive people pleaser. And so I was like, oh my gosh, I'm failing. And it got to a point where I woke up daily um, dreading, absolutely dreading going in. What am I going to get today in my email box? What's she going to say to me? What complaint is there going to be made against me? I also go to the extreme. I was like, I'm going to get fired. But obviously that didn't happen, so it's fine. But I read this and I was like, gosh, God is my refuge. He is my strength. He is my help today. And so I spoke that over myself and I got into work and there was an email in the email box. You know, I, I prayed that and I was like, Lord, you know, you're my help. It's okay. And I read that email and yeah, it was, you know, she was complaining and it was an upsetting email. But for the first time since September, when I'd been dealing with these issues, I had a total peace knowing that God has got this, God is in control and he is my safe space. And I had an immense peace that the rest of the day, I was just really peaceful about it, you know. I knew I had to deal with stuff, that's fine. But God was in control, you know? And I think that's where I came to the point where, actually, I can't control what's going on here. I can't control the situation. I can't control children's actions. But what I can control is my attitude to what happened. I can control how I dealt with the situation. So those are two things so far that I really hold on to. You know, God is our refuge. He's where we should run back to. And he is present, he's there, he is in it, he is with you right now. As soon as you call upon his name, he is right there alongside of you. Now I'm going to jump down a little bit. I could talk about every single verse bit by bit, but as I said, time is precious and I think it would be great for you to have a look through the verses yourself. But we're going to jump down now to verse 10. I know, that is quite a bit of a jump. Now, verse 10 is one that I find a little bit challenging, and I'll tell you for why in a minute. But let's read verse 10. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Wow. Again, that's one that I could just, you know, 
spend a couple of weeks practicing and trying to do that. Now, for those of you who don't know me, um, I'm quite an active person. I don't like sitting still for long. In fact, I have a very, very short attention span. Um, I don't like the silence um, and I don't like to be doing nothing. So I like to go for a run or a walk or um, I like to go for a swim or I like to be out in the garden or cooking or baking or something. So when it says be still, doesn't go so well for me. In fact, my mentor has challenged me on numerous occasions about taking time and being still. She's like, Rach, just like 30 seconds, just sit for 30 seconds. I'm like, I literally can't because my mind races and I'm trying to do this. And I've tried it and um, it fails, but that's okay. We keep practicing. But I love this, that it says, you know, be still. And I don't think that is, you know, you do have to sit for half an hour every single day and just be still. I think that's the take away the stuff that is getting in the way. Remove yourself from those situations. You know, some like I said before, sometimes we have those escapisms, which is fine, and sometimes we absolutely need those. But sometimes we kind of then bury our head in the sand by doing that. And we kind of get to a point where we go, mm, I should probably deal with this situation. That being still might be that actually going for a walk is what you need to get away, to have some time. It might be that you do well and you can sit still for a long period of time, in which case hats off to you, I don't know how you do it. But it's that reminding yourself to take time, to remember who God is. You know, it doesn't just say be still, it says then go and know that I am God. And in those times, I think it's so good to remind yourself who he is and what he's done for you. I am a massive list keeper. In fact, I would say making a list is a hobby of mine. I make lists daily at work to remind myself of what I need to do. The top of that list is to eat my breakfast, because, um, you know, why wouldn't I? And I love making lists on a regular basis, whether it be what I need to do that day, whether it be um, things I need to buy at the shops, whatever my list is, I like making one. And so knowing who God is, I found found find it very useful to write down exactly what God has done for me over the years. And you know what, there are so many times where God has shown up, where God has done things for me, but not just that, it's reminding myself that actually, do you know what, God is the person who created the whole universe. He's the one who sent his son Jesus Christ to die on the cross for you and I, so that we could have a relationship with him. Not only did Jesus die, but he rose again by the power that was in him, his father's power. Do you know what? There's so much in the Bible that God has done. And when we remember that, you kind of then put other things in perspective. There was a song written about a year ago now um, by Phil Wickham called Battle Belongs. And during this time that I was struggling with this parent and I was reading Psalm 46 and I was reminding myself of all these things. I was driving home, this song comes on and it's such a God thing. Um, this song comes on and it says, you know, when I fight, I fight on my knees with my hands lifted high. Oh God, the battle belongs to you. And I remember listening to that and going, oh right, so this isn't my thing to fight, this is yours. And I'm going to remember that this is yours. You're in control. And I know that you're in control. 
You know, it talks about him being exalted. It's God we praise. You know, we exalt him and lift his name up. There is power when we praise him, even in the tough times, especially in the tough times, is saying, thank you, God, that you are still good. The situation sucks, but you're good. And sometimes I've literally said that. I'm like, Lord, this situation is awful. It's horrific. I cannot stand it anymore, but you are good. And I think that's what we need to hold on to in those times. So find time to make sure that you are remembering who God is. Remember the good things he's done, not just in your life, but the good things that God has done in general. And the last couple of things I want us to have a look at is verse 7 and 11. For those of you who saw, they are repeated. And the words are, the Lord of hosts is with us, which we've already read in Hebrews. And the God of Jacob is our fortress. Now, I wanted to look up what a fortress was to literally find out the definition. Turns out fortress is a military stronghold. And it comes again from the Latin word forti. I may not have pronounced that right, but we'll go with it. Which means strong. So not only is God our safe place where we run to, but he literally has surrounding you. And I love picturing things. So he has literally got surrounding you a fortress, a military stronghold. Now I think of, you know, guys walking around with guns, or women walking around with guns, you know, like, yeah, ready to like fight off the bad guys. But God's got that around us. He has got his guardian angels surrounding you, that nothing can hurt you or come against you because you have got God there. Now don't get me wrong, there'll be pain and there'll be hurt, absolutely. But God is there and he will fight the battles with you. He is protecting you and he has got you. That when you're in that fortress, when you ask God to protect you and keep you safe and you're in that fortress, that's your safe place. I just want to leave us with a couple of thoughts. Is that we've read today about God being the refuge. He is the safe place. Do we turn to God in times of trouble? Is it the occasional trouble? Is it when it's, okay, uh, actually, I kind of need that today, so I'm going to ask that. But when something big comes at us, we kind of run away and hide and escape. I don't know. You may have this down better than me. I know for sure that in times of trouble, I'm likely to escape for a few minutes, days, weeks, and then I'll deal with the situation. But do we turn to God in that? Do we run to him in our safe place? What or who is our first point of call when things go wrong? Mine technically normally is my mum or a book. But actually God wants to be there. He wants to be his, your first point of call. You know, he loves you and his arms are wide open for you. You know, I watched the other day my niece who is 20 months and it was this most beautiful moment. We were walking back from the park and... Um, my brother opens the door and she just goes, Daddy, and runs straight into his arms because his arms are wide open for her. And that is the same with God for us. He wants to embrace you and hug you and hold you in those times. His arms are open for you today. 
don't get me wrong, God totally provides people. There have been numerous people over the past seven years here at Ebby who have literally been my lifeline, who have called me, who have texted me, who have carried me through some of the most painful times of my life. And I know for a fact that if those people hadn't been there, I wouldn't be here today. So God provides people, absolutely use them. But he also, he provides them because he loves you that much. And take time. Take time to spend with God. Be still, put your phone away, put your iPad away, turn the TV off, put the book down. Whatever it is that is your distraction, put it down. And remember, do you know what God? You've got me and you are good. So church, as we finish today, I just want you to remember that you are precious, you are loved, you are carried and you are held by the Father, by the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, by the highest. And he has got you in all that's going on in the world at the moment. He holds you and he loves you. So I'm going to stop there. I'm going to pray. Yeah. Father, I thank you that you are our refuge. You are our safe space. Thank you that you hold us. Thank you that your arms are wide open for us to run into them. And Lord, I just pray today that we would turn our hearts and our eyes to you. Lord, we thank you that you are good and you are above everything in this world. Yeah, Lord, would you come now and would you be that comfort and that strength for those who need them? And would you remind us of the great things that you have done? I ask in your precious mighty name, Amen. Church, thank you so much for listening to me this morning. Um, have a great week. Be blessed.